Hello, and welcome to Weddings Unveiled, a podcast for your wedding planning process. I'm your host, Leah Longbreak. We know how exciting and stressful planning the big day can be, and we're here to help, providing you with information and advice from industry insiders and those with firsthand experience. Making sure your dress or suit is properly fitted is extremely important. And our guest today, garment engineer Sarah Rothen, will explain why that is and how you can achieve the perfect fit. Sarah, I am so excited to have you on the show today. I've been dying to pick your brain about everything having to do with alterations and tailoring. And I love that your title is Garment Engineer. Ah, thank you so much. I am very excited to be on the show. So give us a little bit of a background about yourself. Did you know that you always wanted to have a role in fashion? It was a surprise to me when I decided that fashion design was going to be my major. I went to art school, but I felt like I was seriously considering advertising as well. So it wasn't a surprise to other people in my life, which is interesting to me, but it felt like I had no idea it was coming. I had read that you had... I think you got your start in Columbus, Ohio. Is that correct? Yes. I went to Columbus College of Art and Design, which is a big art school in Ohio. And then what was the transition from there? Because you now work with celebrity clients and so many beautiful brides. I interned for a custom bridal salon based in Columbus and just really fell in love with the process. It wasn't even so much alterations. It was more like redesigns, the owner at the time would give me a dress that was maybe a little bit outdated and then kind of let me design and redesign it into something that was a bit more modern that would be, you know, wearable in the times. And that really just, I fell in love with that. So I moved around a lot. I wasn't even doing fashion for many of the years, but when I moved to LA, it all just kind of clicked into place. I figured between the clothing industry and the film industry, I was bound to get some work in my field. And <laughs> right. <laughs> and one of that, you you have the honor of working with the legendary Carolina Herrera. What was that experience like? And are you still working with her? So yes, I was the alterations manager at the, the LA store for a couple years. And it was, it was such an honor because she was one of those designers that I had always loved, like even before I was necessarily paying attention to who was wearing what on the red carpet, I would see a dress and I'd be like, I love this dress. And then I, you know, look down and see, oh, of course it's, it's Herrera. Of course I love this dress. (laughs) So getting to, to work with those dresses was, I mean, I really hadn't even ever imagined how that would be a possibility. So it was a pleasant surprise. Has that influenced your career having worked with her and, and her company? I mean, of course. I That's where I made a lot of the initial connections because that was one of the first jobs that I have, had when I moved to LA. So the connections that were made with stylists and of course the first time working with celebrities was for people who are going to be wearing her things on the red carpet definitely shaped you know, what happened afterwards and the connections that I made. Yeah, I love seeing the photos on your website of the different celebrities you've worked with. Tell us about some of these experiences because you've done work for 
all these actresses on red carpets for Golden Globes and SAG. And I saw the cast of Crazy Rich Asians on the cover of Entertainment Weekly. Like, that's huge. Yes, it's been an adventure. I love it. Um, it's definitely, you know, high pressure. Things tend to be last minute. and But that's part of what keeps it so exciting. And you get to meet, you know, a lot of people that I certainly wouldn't have met any other way. So I, I do love it. Um, I just did Laura Dern's alterations for the Oscars. She was in Oscar de la Renta. And that's so fresh that I still have little feathers floating around my apartment. (laughs) I loved her look. I felt like, you know, I know that some people loved it. Some people didn't like it so much. But I, what I loved about it was that it was not boring. It wasn't, you know, kind of a oh, I've seen this dress before. It was a statement. And the way the feathers moved, I mean, that was beautiful. Like she was floating. (laughs) Yes, exactly. It was one of my favorite parts. So, you know, talk about being high pressure and things can be last minute. That tends to happen in weddings, especially with wedding dresses. Let's get into the importance of tailoring and alterations for wedding gowns and how the process should work for brides out there that are obviously new to this. Absolutely. I mean, I'm biased, of course, but I think (laughs) that alterations is one of the most important things when it comes to a bride and how she feels and looks. Of course, you can find your dream dress and you're just completely in love with it. But the number of times that I've had brides say, wow, I loved it before, but now that it fits me, like I didn't think I could love it more, but I do. So... I mean, I think it's hugely important. And the process, you know, can, of course, vary a bit. There's no, you know, one solution to the process. But I typically do three fittings and I start about six to eight weeks before the wedding date with the goal of the last fitting being roughly 10 days to two weeks before the actual wedding date. Or in the case of a wedding where they'll be traveling somewhere else before that date. No, that's a great tip. That's great to know. And that's not just because pandemic times, like this is the standard and what people should be considering when it comes to their alterations. No, I mean, the pandemic has definitely turned everything on its edge a little bit. It's definitely different in that people should be probably trying to book sooner rather than later because there seems to be now a rush of all of the weddings that haven't been able to happen. So I would say for now... Definitely try and book your tailor sooner rather than later, just so that you're on the book, so that they are making time for you and considering you because, you know, a lot of things are ending up being last minute. Brides that already have their dresses, but maybe feel like something's missing. What do you have to say to them about adding straps or removing straps or adding things to their dress, making it more custom for themselves? I think that is, that is a fantastic solution. There's so many things that you can satisfy in trying to do that. Like um, you are wearing a strapless dress. It's beautiful perfection walking down the aisle. And then when you are going to get dancing, I mean, I will say a well-tailored dress doesn't need to be fussed with. And it yeah, you shouldn't be up. having to pull it up all night. <laughs> However, if you feel more comfortable, which is a huge part of alterations is how you feel, then putting like a strap that can be you know, taken off for the ceremony, but put on for the reception when you want to get down and just not even a tiny bit think about it is such a great solution. I mean, it's, it's, it really makes it a lot more versatile. I love even brides doing 
different accessories for the reception. You know, if you're going to mix it up yeah, uh, or, you know, have a bolero or some sort of cover up for the ceremony and then take it off. It's like you get two looks in one dress, which, you know, who doesn't love that? Absolutely. And some cultures, you know, it's mandatory to have sleeves or some kind of cover up. Like I think certain Catholic churches and different just ethnic backgrounds, like you, you're required to, aren't you? Absolutely. I know the the Jewish faith sometimes, depending on, you know, what what is necessary, need to be covered up as well. So having having that as a design element, and it, like I said, it really creates kind of two looks in one dress. So let's get into your custom gowns. I believe you even did one for yourself. I did. I One of my dresses was custom and I got asked a lot if I ever got married, uh, would I make my own dress? And I was like, absolutely. And they're like, what would it look like? And I'm like, I have no idea. I have seen (laughs) so many dresses. I have no idea what it would look like. So even I was surprised when it kind of came together and I was like, yep, this is it. And I love it. And it's, I couldn't have possibly known in advance what it was going to look like. How did you even start to come up with ideas? Because I'm sure there's brides out there that are looking to have their own custom piece, but where would you begin? I always tell my brides, like, even if you feel, you know, very certain that you're going to do a custom dress, I, first of all, don't want them to miss out on the experience that is trying on wedding dresses, because for a lot of people, that's fun, you know, and you should have that fun. I would hate for that to be not a part of the process. But additionally, the number of times I've heard a bride say, I never thought I would wear this style ever. In fact, I didn't like it at all. And then I tried it on because the sales associate insisted that I try it on and I fell in love with it. And now that's the style that I'm wearing. I hear that so frequently. And in fact, I experienced the same thing for myself. I tried on dresses. I've tried on a lot of wedding dresses just because I can and I love to, but <laughs> I ended up choosing, Why not? Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's like, you know, your your six-year-old princess dreams come true. Right. And I ended up choosing a neckline that I never in a million years thought I would have chosen. So it's kind of fun that as many times as I've told brides, you could love something that you never thought you would. I mean, it. I got to experience it and that was actually really crazy. Can you kind of describe for us what your dress ended up looking like? Yes. I'm a very like kind of covered up sort of person, but I tried on a dress that had one of those plunging Vs, not all the way plunging, but pretty plunging. And I was just like obsessed. I was like, this, (laughs) this is, I've never, ever worn something like this. How crazy is it that I'm going to wear something I've never worn before? Because I often suggest to brides like, be you, you know, be your glamorous, elevated, most perfect version of you. But like right. wear something that feels like you. And yet here I am knowing for a fact that sometimes you end up choosing something that isn't <laughs> you. And yet it somehow is. It becomes that's your you. Oscar moment. Yes, that's your, your ta-da. <laughs> I love that. Right? Yes. What about the importance of fabrics, choosing fabrics for your your wedding dress, especially when it comes to tailoring? I don't know that I think that fabric choice should be too much of a consideration beyond if you're going to be sitting between the time that you put on your dress and you show up, 
you're going to be walking down the aisle. Some fabrics, of course, will wrinkle across the front of the lap. So that may be a consideration. Tool, of course, will rip when, you know, stepped on or even looked at funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is part of what happens with it. I, I say, that's the dress that you love. That's the dress that you should get. And just know that and don't worry about it if it does happen because, you know, enjoy your night. That's really the most important thing. One of the goals that I have in my alterations is making sure that the bride is as thoughtless, I guess, about the dress. I mean, that sounds kind of crazy. but Like it's just second nature on your body and you're not having to think twice about it. You're not, right, exactly. You're not like fussing with it or tripping over it or feeling like you have to tweak something or shift you know, you should really be just in the moment as much as possible because it passes by so quickly. And anything I can do to facilitate that is is one of my goals. Hey nerds, I'm Sarah, the paper nerd. And if you've ever wondered what goes into that greeting card you just sent or received, well, quite a lot. Get your paper fix on the paper fold where I host an enchanting mix of personalities and players all nerding out on my favorite topic, stationery. From the designs of our snail mail communications to the precious space created when two people correspond, there's a lot to cover. So come grab a seat in the stationery community's only five-star paper salon, The Paper Fold, now part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. What's your take or advice on brides that purchase a dress and insist that they're going to lose X amount of weight to where it would be like three dress sizes shorter, like more tighted in, more fitted? What's the realistic take on alterations and tailoring when it comes to to letting in and letting out the fabric in the dress? So taking it in is always going to be better than letting it out, which is why a lot of sales associates will insist you err on the side of what you are now. I mean, that is the safest bet. I have literally taken a dress from like a 12 to a four before. Now that's not ideal, certainly, but it is possible. And I just hate the idea of a bride just maybe not quite matching the goal that she had in her head and then having to release and hoping that there's room to release and that a mark isn't left behind from where the original seam was. It's just always better to take in. So that's definitely a key element in ordering dresses. So order the size that you're told because you can always take in. Don't be aggressive and try to order small. Yes, exactly. So what are some other do's and don'ts when it comes to what, like wedding alterations, formal dresses, and tailoring? Boy, there's so many. I, I am <laughs> overwhelmed. Uh, let's see. Well, I think one of the really important ones is finding a tailor that you can communicate with. I get asked a lot, how do you find a tailor? How do you know that they're good? And looking at photos is one of the ways, but it, it doesn't really necessarily communicate if they're going to be a good match for you. And I think that's really important because feeling like you can communicate with someone easily and ask questions and have them answered. I hear a lot of horror stories of other tailors that some of my brides have worked with. And they're sometimes told like, oh, just like, don't worry about it. I've been doing this for 20 years. It'll be (laughs) fine. And if that's the kind of response that you're getting, like, it's not really going to be a satisfying experience. And you might not get the results because you might feel like, 
well, like, I don't know. I mean, I all the time I'm asked by brides, is it easy to, to, you know, you know, take some of the petticoat out and they're concerned about their, they, they're nervous about asking. They don't want to come off as a bridezilla. They don't know if it's possible. They don't know if it's going to be too much work. I'm like, ask all of the questions and, and they should be answered, mm-hmm. you know, reasonably. And so that you understand what's going on, because First of all, I would always say it does not matter if it's easy or not. That is not your concern. (laughs) Like if that's what needs to be done, that's what needs to be done. So just finding somebody that you communicate with is definitely one of my biggest, my biggest tips I set, I guess. When it comes to tailoring for suits, whether the the couple wants to wear a suit instead of a dress or a jumpsuit, which are super popular right now, are allowed the same, are allowed the same tailoring. And alterations tips for dresses the same for that? Or there's some other tips that you have when it comes to variations in your attire? I mean, I think that that's very situational. I would hate to make like a broad statement, but there's just going to be different considerations and timelines. And that would just be something to, you know, call around if you're looking at different tailors to see what they have to say. Because, you know, every... I mean, I sometimes see things that other people have tailored and they've done it differently than I would do it. And it's still satisfying the goals of, you know, making a beautiful fit. And the same is true of how different tailors work. So reaching out to whomever you think you might be working with is going to be key to get their their input on what might be necessary. I'm often sent photos when I get an inquiry of the bride in the her outfit so that I can kind of get a sense of what we're talking about and kind of address that situation specifically. That is such a great idea to communicate, especially from the start. It really helps. It gives me like an immediate idea of what we're talking about. Sometimes brides, I think, feel a pressure to know what needs to be done. And so they'll like list it out. And I just imagine these girls going like, well, I think I need this and this. And how am I supposed to know what I need? And my answer is you don't, you don't actually need to know what needs to be done. You just need to find a tailor that you can communicate with and who will tell you the considerations and what needs to be done. You really shouldn't have to worry about it. Like there's a, there's a line between having information so that you go into a situation kind of prepared versus needing to know about specific fabrics or how something is done or exactly what undergarment you should bring or wear. I mean, I say just bring your shoes and your dress and your veil if you want to just see how it all looks together, certainly. But all you really need for that first fitting is your shoes and your dress. And that's when the conversation will be had about particular undergarments that you might want to wear or, you know, your change of shoes or whatever else. Oh yeah, because shoe height can make a total difference in the length of your dress. Absolutely. It is It is crucial to have your actual shoes because I'm often saying, well, like what if, they're probably going to be the same height. And I'm like, that's great, but I want your dress to be as perfect as I can make it. And so I'm going to need to do that from your actual shoes. <laughs> so I love seeing all the photos on your website of your work. There's so many beautiful dresses that you have been a part of. Do you have a favorite bridal moment or celebrity involvement that you want to share with us? Oh, favorite bridal moment. Gosh, I, it's just, I'm a, there's so many different ideas that I have here. But let's see, um, honestly, the bride 
you know, reaching out to me afterwards and sending me the photos and telling me, you know, how happy and how she moved freely. Or I even had a bride once say like, my tool dress ripped, like you said it was, but I was prepared for it and I didn't let it bother me. And I'm like, yes, success. My job, you know, my job is, that's exactly what I want to do. You know, just prepare and so you don't have to worry about anything. And I am doing quite a few videos that I'm trying to put out there. I really want women to be empowered and educated in the process. And like I said, not so that they know how anything is done particularly, but just how they can talk about, you know, different topics about alterations a little bit more comfortably with some confidence and be more, you know, decisive about what's going to work for them. That's amazing. I love that. Thank you. I do too. (laughs) (laughs) So the fun question I wanted to ask you at the end, I love asking my guests different wedding related questions. So for you, what is your favorite celebrity wedding gown? And your favorite royal wedding gown? Oh my gosh. Um, Let's see. My favorite royal wedding gown. I mean, I have to say Kate Middleton's was kind of everything. It was fit perfection and it it was beautiful. And I'm tied because I do actually love the simplicity personally of of Megan's dress as well. I just wish it were, dare I say it, tailored a bit better. (laughs) I'm like, is that awful to say? No. I get what you're saying, though. I I could see where you're coming from with that. I felt like her second dress was far, the um, Stella McCartney that she left in the halter was tailored better for her. Yes. I mean, I, I loved both of them, really. I did love, love, love the simplicity of that first dress of hers, though. It was I mean, with a beautiful veil, it's, yeah. Classic and timeless. I love weddings. (laughs) (laughs) I love wedding dresses. I don't know my favorite celebrity wedding dresses, but my favorite, I'm going to say Gwen Stefani. Oh. I'm going to go for the the, the splash. The pink ombre? Yes. I love that dress. That was Jean-Paul Gaultier, I think, right? Yes. Or Galliano. Galliano. Yeah, exactly. Or it was just everything delightful and whimsical and also classic. I mean, aside from the ombre, the silhouette was just beautiful. Yeah, and these slightly off the shoulder, like the one shoulder down with like the pink ribbon to tie it in. Yes, she always has such great style. I'm curious to see what her dress is going to be with her wedding to Blake Shelton. <laughs> her dress to Gavin, I I totally agree with you. It's in my top 10 of all time because it was so different and unique. And it still took like 10 years before people started doing like blushes and playing with color with their dresses. But like, yeah, classic, but cool. Exactly. I love that. And I think it it just like was, you know, I love when a bride's style is is kind of exemplified in their wedding dress. Really, it's it's a personality, you know, when your personality shows through a little bit or there are details that are just really personal and maybe not everybody recognizes them, but, you know, the, the inner circle they know and and that makes it really personalized, that and, you know, a perfect fit. Sarah, how can we get more information on you and your company? I mean, I have a website, 
But really, like I said, what I'm, I'm really pushing is I'm doing IGTV videos. They're very short little videos under different topics. And I'm just finishing up bustles right now, but it's kind of everything you want to know in a minute and a half on one particular kind of bustle. And next will be alterations. So I just plan on putting this information out there in hopes of educating all of my my beautiful brides to to know you know what they can ask and and just understand the process a bit better and that's great and we'll have all this information in the show notes so everyone can click the link and learn more fantastic sarah thank you so much for being here it's been so fun chatting with you absolutely my pleasure it's great talking with you too Thanks for listening to Weddings Unveiled. Make sure you follow the show on your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode and follow Weddings Unveiled on social media. This has been a production of Evergreen Podcasts. A special thank you to executive producers David Moss and Gerardo Orlando, production director Bridget Coyne, and audio engineer Eric Holtnow. Don't forget to enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey.